0: Welcome to the California League Research Project
1: Podcast with Mario Ramos. Here's your host, Mario Ramos.
0: Welcome to the California League Research Project Podcast. Mario Ramos joined by Michael Reinhardt, who is behind uh, CaliforniaLeagueHistory.com, which is a comprehensive and flat-out uh, pretty darn cool website uh, detailing the history of the California League. Uh, you can check him out, again, like we said, at CaliforniaLeagueHistory.com and also on Twitter at CL underscore history. Um, Again, Michael, thanks for joining me, man. Appreciate it.
1: Of course, yeah. Thanks for taking the time to chat. Yeah,
0: Yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit uh, about the formation of of the California League, Um, a couple of uh, short-lived teams from the 80s, and a little bit of vintage Cal League logos and uniforms. So uh, let's get into that that formation again, a little bit of the league. Um, I kinda, that's kind of where we uh, kind of connected. I reached out to you uh, to get a little information about the uh, formation of the league. Um, so it came about in the, the early 40s. Um, what was the impetus for starting um, a California league?
1: Yeah, so it's, it's pretty interesting. A lot of people don't know. Um, when they got it started, um, it was actually a minor league for a minor league at the time, which mm-hmm. was the Pacific Coast League. Yeah. Um, which, uh, back in the early or in the thirties and the forties, a lot of people thought the Pacific coast league was going to be the third major league mm-hmm. joining national league and American league yeah. had a lot of momentum, but obviously that didn't happen. But, um, the Pacific coast league, um, owners wanted a specific minor league system for the Pacific coast league. So that's, um, that's how it started. It was a group of guys, um, that were involved in the Pacific coast league, some owners and, um, uh, uh, some people there. They had decided to form that, and um, they tried to get the season going in 1940 at first, but um, a few things fell through, and they ended up actually getting started uh, for that 1941 season yeah. uh, with those eight original teams.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we saw there was a lot of um, fluctuation between some of those teams sticking around, and then the first couple of years, they had some financial difficulties, so the league kind of struggled, but uh, through it all, they kind of were able to sustain themselves and uh, we're still here uh, with the California League, uh, now, you know, eight-team league at this point. Um, but, you know, you've, you have a lot of passion for this league. Um, where, where does that come from? Are you from the West Coast? Did you grow up going to California League games? Um, How did you get involved, um, you know, to the point where you created this, this website, the thecalifornialeaguehistory.com?
1: Uh, yeah, so I, I, I grew up in Southern California okay. and just one city over from Lake Elsinore. So um, I grew up going to Lake Elsinore Storm Games. Yeah. Um, like all the time, I've had season passes for the past several years. Cool. Um, nice. So, huge fan of Lake Elsinore Storm. Um, when I was a kid, I just kind of started collecting um, baseball cards. Uh, is what kind of fueled my uh, passion into the history of baseball. Nice. Um, and you know, without getting into too much, one thing led to another, and kind of got deep into the history of the California League just um, by seeing some of the the, the cards the baseball cards from the California league and um, just looking at some of the uniforms. And when I first discovered it, it was like a whole new set of teams because I had originally only heard of major league teams. So yeah. when I was a kid and I heard of minor league teams, it was like hundreds of new teams <laughs> and logos <laughs> that I had no idea existed. So it was kind of a, yeah. uh, a neat thing to start, to start researching. So still, I still live in Menifee, which is just one city over from Lake Elsinore. So uh, definitely still here in Southern California.
0: Nice, yeah definitely that's one of the cool things about minor league teams you know those uh, different identities and stuff like that It's kind of a, a pandora's box of of all these teams and uh, you kind of discover some different teams um you know going through the history of the california league and a couple of those are, are some short lived teams um, from the eighties that kind of stick out. I know one um, stands out to you in particular um the redwood pioneers um, you know what what kind of sticks out to you about that team? Um, you know they are a little bit unique in the in the the realm of the California League history in the sense that they were kind of within that region, the Sonoma County region, um, really the only team within that region, um, pretty successful, but uh, and then they quickly kind of um, shifted gears and moved down south to uh, Palm Springs there. So why why the fascination with the uh, Redwood Pioneers?
1: Um, honestly, it, it started with the logo. It's my favorite logo <laughs> in California League history. It's That's just like cool this one. Pioneer guy swinging a, a, a big tree. Yeah. Classic logo. It, it doesn't get better than that. So... Um, and that's what I'm drawn to a lot is, is California League logo. So I um, obviously gravitated towards that one. And I just started digging into the research, um, okay. um, kind of got in contact with some people um, that were um, with the team back then just to kind of get some of their input since it was kind of a, a little bit before my time, but um, definitely an interesting uh, research project. Mm-hmm. They did play uh, six years in the league um, before, like you said, moving to Palm Springs. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that research that you did is phenomenal. You sent it over to me, and I was able to kind of check that out. That was pretty cool, so kudos to you on that. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Uh, You know, another one of those teams um, that went down to the Southern California area, um, actually from Lodi, from up north here and then down to Southern California, um, spent one year as the Ventura County Goals. Can you talk a little bit about that one year and uh, the kind of interesting circumstances that surrounded that team?
1: Yeah, they had um, the Ventura County goals. That was an interesting team. They had a lot of struggles finding a home um, to place their team. When they wanted to move it, they had a few different ideas um, as far as location went. Um, uh, Yeah, so they started um, doing their search to find a suitable place to play. Ventura um, Community College was definitely not at the top of their list. Um, They had a a huge back and forth with some other cities, but ended up uh, landing in Ventura County. Um, at Ventura Community College, I believe, yeah. and um, uh, they did have some pretty good, um, a pretty good roster. They had um, some future major leaguers, including mm-hmm. uh, David Cohn, is probably the biggest, uh, well known one from that team. Or
0: David Wells, right? Is that
1: Wells? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, no problem. Cone. No yeah. David Wells. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. Yankee pitcher. Um, nonetheless. Yeah. So they were looking for a, you know, a suitable place to play, and they ended up moving um, after just one year. Um, they had a lot of difficulties playing at the Venture Community College. They mm-hmm. were unable to sell um, alcohol, which is kind of a huge yeah. um, attendance Regular, killer. Yeah. Um, that was the case with a lot of different clubs throughout mm-hmm. California League history. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely an interesting team as well. Um, yeah, sure. I love their logo as well. It's the goals. I kind of have their their one-year oh, nice. program here, too. That's cool. Uh, right uh, I trying to see if they had it in here, like who uh, –
0: yeah, I read, uh, read up a little bit on their uh, the, their playing location and stuff. They did play at the, the community college there in Ventura, like you mentioned. Uh, one of the things, they, they also didn't have any night games. I guess there was no lights yeah, at the stadium or something like that, right? So they, yeah, they didn't play any I, night games. So definitely another night, way to all, hurt all, attendance.
1: Yeah, all day games, that's another, yeah. So um, unfortunately their attendance was low, but um, they were able to uh, to move out um, the following year to San Bernardino. Yeah okay um to become the San Bernardino spirits uh, which that was a, a, obviously a very successful location for them um, mm-hmm. it kind of moved them into the the boom in Southern California mm-hmm. um, where California League hadn't really ventured out too much yeah um, but that proved to be their biggest uh, uh, organizations as far as attendance goes yeah um, they once they, they started are. building uh, Ranch Cucamonga and, and Lake Elsinore and the High Desert. Uh, that's when they really hit it big with the attendance spike. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah especially, yeah. like you're saying, the, the South Division really kind of came into its own there. And uh, you know, the league uh, came into its own as a, a stronger, not necessarily stronger, but it was just uh, more teams at that time, 10 teams at that time. All right, uh, Mario Ramos here with uh, Michael Reinhardt on the California League uh, Research Project podcast. Uh, Michael Reinhardt. Uh, the guy behind californialeaguehistory.com. You could also find him on Twitter at uh, CL underscore history. You know, one of the things you had on your Twitter account, um, you had a vintage Cal League logo bracket challenge there, right? A little tournament. Um, yeah. the, the storm ended up winning. Um, <laughs> I, I saw that. Uh, I got a gotta call out a little regency bias i saw a lot of southern california teams in there uh some of my my northern california counterparts didn't didn't fare too well in there i thought mudville would do a little bit better uh yeah. that stockton ports logo um but yeah no nonetheless it was cool uh, to keep up with that uh i'm sure it was a lot of fun for you um but, you know, what, were, what are some of the logos? Uh, you know, you mentioned you're a big logo guy, a uniform guy that kind of got you into the league. The uh, Redwood Pioneers is one that obviously sticks out to you, uh, the, the goals. Um, what are some of the other uh, cool and unique logos um, that, that you've noticed throughout the history of the California League?
1: Um, yeah, it was pretty interesting running that uh, that bracket there. A lot of my favorite logos um, kind of fizzled out early on, which I was kind of surprised to see. Yeah, um, that yeah, a lot of people kind of went with just like their hometown team instead of looking at the um, specific logos. Yeah. But yeah, as I mentioned, the Redwood Pioneers um, are one of my is, is my favorite logo in the California League. But um, mm-hmm. I do love some of those older ones. Uh, if you saw the the original Stockton Ports uh, mm-hmm. logo with the boat swinging the bat um ventura county goals um as i mentioned too they have a nice one i I think i'm really drawn to logos where they have their their mascot or something swinging um a bat it seems to be a a,
0: kind of an action pose or something like
1: that yeah um another one of my favorites that um, was in the contest was the um older lancaster jet hawks logo kind of looks like the jetsons yeah yeah Uh, that one's neat um for sure yeah um trying to think of some other ones, but I mean, there's really not a logo I, I, I don't care for because okay. I mean, they're all, they're all unique and they all kind of share a story about, um, the cities that I've been able to research kind of each and every yeah. one of them. Okay. Um, and then I know Lodi, um, they've had, uh, a plethora of teams throughout the years. Yeah. They kind of, they changed their team name. Um, they were in the league for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, they were the crushers and, uh, a few other Dodgers. Jays, um, and they always Orion, put together good Yeah. Yeah. Lions,
0: um, yeah. Yeah. So, those are some good ones. Right on, yeah, nice. So, um, you know, I, I talked to uh, the other day. I was uh, talking with uh, Chris Lampy, uh, the official historian of the California League, and I asked him uh, this question here. Um, you know, what do you kind of prefer that that these teams kind of have their own kind of identity, or do you like that that tie in? Um, with the, the major league club, you know, like um, Modesto, you know, at one point had the A's. Uh, we still have the San Jose Giants. Um, you know, the Redwood Pioneers, you kind of mentioned them. Uh, but their uniforms kind of look similar to what the Angels uniforms looked in at that time. Um, so do you kind of like that, that these teams are able to kind of uh, have that geographical, cultural type of, of presence? Or do you like them to, to kind of assimilate with their, their affiliated team?
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm interested to hear what Chris said about that. He's a, a good friend of mine, yeah. and um, I'm kind of torn down the middle. I love huh. when teams have their own individual identity, yeah. um, but I know a lot of times they do go with their their parent club. Um, I do prefer that they have uh, their own name and maybe have um, their their Major League team heavily influenced into their logo and jersey. Um, I know the Quakes is a big one. Uh, they've been a Dodgers affiliate for quite a while. Yeah. And, um, they do a really good job. Obviously, there's a huge Dodgers fan base um, by them in Rancho Cucamonga, and their mm-hmm. their jerseys are very uh, Dodgers-themed, mm-hmm. um, but they still have their own identity, which I think that's a perfect example okay. um, of that. And then kind of on the other hand, you have the Lake Elsinore Storm. Um, they've had one of the best-selling logos yeah, uh, in minor league baseball for mm-hmm. years um, with their eyes. Yeah, They have no similarities to their parent club, the, uh, the Padres. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, no colors. It's hard. It's hard to find any mention of the yeah. San Diego Padres, even when you go to the stadium. Hmm. Um, so they yeah. they've really capitalized on their um, identity, their logo, and their individual um, their brand.
0: Yeah, no, um, for so sure.
1: I go back and forth on what I prefer.
0: Okay. Yeah, Chris was uh, he was pretty staunch in uh, in wanting these teams to have their own kind of geographic or their own identity. Um, that represents uh, the kind of uniqueness in, of each region of California. He was kind of down with that more so than than uh, looking like the uh, the major league team. So he was clearly on that side of the fence. He, yeah. he, he made, it, made it pretty clear. But, yeah, I just wanted to get your take on that. And it kind of seems like maybe that's why the uh, Pioneers might be one of your favorites because, like we mentioned, they had that tie-in uh, with their parent club, with the uh, Angels. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, for, um, I know, like, even back in the day, a lot of the teams wore – um, just hand-me-down jerseys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like uh, the Visalia Cubs. Yeah, um, they were in the league for years in the early 40s and, and 50s, and they they just got Cubs uniforms that mm-hmm. they weren't using anymore from Chicago. So, okay, um, and that happened quite a bit throughout the early yeah. years of teams just taking on their parent club's name and, and using their exact same mm-hmm. hats and jerseys. Yeah, um, which that that does make it hard to um, kind of find specific. Um, from yeah. them, because um, people just assume it's you know yeah. their parent club's logo. So a lot of them is yeah. kind of just lost. Um, so it is need to find when they have their own identity and they're you know clearly marked for that.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think the the Bakersfield Dodgers are a pretty good example of that, right? A lot of Brooklyn Dodgers stuff could kind of look like that. I remember going yeah. to Modesto A's games. Uh, their jerseys were just uh, A's looked like A's batting practice jerseys or something like yeah. that. So yeah, I kind of see what, what you're saying on that one. Yeah.
1: I think the uh, San Jose Giants. I think they're one of the last few teams that uh, keep their their parent club's name. Yeah. Um, I, minor leagues huge into the new um, goofy names, and mm-hmm. it, I mean, some people. It, there's two sides of the fence on that yeah. one, but it really it, it draws the community in when they have kind of a unique yeah. uh, team name like that.
0: Yeah, maybe they would take advantage of that that Silicon Valley uh, aspect right there, come up with some kind of techie name. Right on. All right. Mario Ramos here with uh, Michael Reinhardt, again, of the History.com. We can follow him on Twitter, at CLHistory. Uh, I want to thank you for uh, taking some time to join me. I really appreciate it. Make sure you guys check him out. And uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, sign off, and we'll see you guys next time. Thanks, Michael.
1: All right. Thank you. Have a good one. You too, man.
0: To check out more of the California League Research Project podcast, go to anchor.fm.